This is New York's State of Crime. A true crime podcast exploring New York's most disturbing criminal cases. I'm Peter. I'm Brenna. Welcome to episode 17. 17. It's not sweet 17. It's not sweet 17, no. <laughs> uh, so, do we have anything to talk about? I think we can like jump right into this case. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think let's <laughs> let's just go. Let's just let's just go for go it. Go for it. This is probably the most disturbing case that we've done. Like I'm ready. In terms of like gore. Nice. I it's, I mean not. No, nice. no. It's very bad. bad. It's very upsetting. And it's fairly recent. Um maybe you've heard of it. It was it took place last year in 2020. And I will take you through it. Let's go. So we're going to talk about Fahim Saleh. He was a young man who was born to Bangladeshi parents in Saudi Arabia. So he was already an international kid. The family then moved to Rochester, New York when he was very young. And he later moved to Poughkeepsie, New York with his family where he mainly grew up. Fahim was very smart. He began learning to code as a teenager while attending John Jay High School in Poughkeepsie. We've been really hanging around there lately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Fahim graduated from Bentley University in Massachusetts in 2009. Soon after his college graduation, he developed an app called Prank Dial. This allows people to send pre-recorded prank calls to their friends. Have you ever heard of that? I have not heard of this, no. Yeah, I never heard of it either, but apparently it did really well. The app was highly successful. It made about $10 million immediately. Oh, wow. After the success of Prank Dial, Saleh created two international motorcycle ride-sharing companies. One was in Bangladesh, where his parents are from, and it was called Pathau. And one was in Nigeria, called Gokata. And this is a play on the the term for the motorcycle taxis in Nigeria. They're called Okadas. So Mm. it's like Gokata. Nice. In 2009, Gokata reportedly raised $5.3 million in venture capital for funding the project. However, soon after that, Nigeria actually banned Okadas. They sometimes were problematic on the streets, like taking up a lot of space, causing accidents. So they banned the motorcycle taxis, which squashed the startup. Oh. After the failure of Gokata, uh, Fahim Saleh moved on to starting a venture capital firm himself called Adventure Capital in Manhattan, where he then moved. So even though his previous business venture had just failed, Saleh was still extremely wealthy from the previous projects. At just 33 years old, he was estimated to be worth around $150 million. Wow. And he lived in a luxury apartment building on the Lower East Side of Manhattan in an apartment worth approximately $2.25 million. Fancy. Very fancy. I mean, I cannot fathom. So Saleh had a young man who worked as his personal assistant. His name was Tyrese Devin Haspel. He was only 21 and he was interested in getting into this world of... Um, app development, tech, business, etc. So he helped to manage Saleh's finances, appointments, just kind of basic stuff. Now, soon after he hired him, Saleh discovered that uh, Tyrese Haspel stole tens of thousands of dollars from him while working as his assistant by like making, you know, clandestine cash app transfers, writing checks for himself. You know, really bad. Even though this guy has tons of money, like, that's still a significant amount of money. Yeah, that's still 
that's still kind of fucked up. Yeah. Now, Soleil was nice about this. He did not report Haspel to the police, and he even worked out a plan to help him repay the money over time so that it wasn't like all at once. Mm-hmm. So he was willing to give him a chance to pay it back. And it's not said outright that he fired him, but it's it seems like they weren't. he was no longer working as his assistant, but he was still in contact with him to try and pay him back the money. So this is the state of Fahim Saleh's life up to July 13th of 2020. So he's doing well. He's got his fancy apartment. This assistant just stole some money from him, but it's really um, a penny in his bank. It's not a big deal. Um, The guy's going to pay him back and he's moving on to start his new venture capital firm. On July 13th, 2020, a man dressed all in black and wearing a black mask was seen on the security footage in Fahim's building, following him off an elevator and into his seventh floor apartment. The man ambushed him, immobilized him with a taser, and then stabbed him multiple times. Holy shit. Yes. It's later confirmed that this stabbing was Fahim Saleh's cause of death. The killer then took his credit card paid for an Uber to a Home Depot on West 23rd Street. At the Home Depot, he purchased cleaning supplies, scissors, gloves, a mask, a knife, and a Makita electric saw. Uh-oh. Yeah. The killer returned to the apartment the next day with those supplies and began to dismember Sahim Filet's body and clean up the crime scene. Now, neighbors in this building had heard some loud noises and some screams the night previous, and they were worried about Fahim's safety. They called his family to alert him. Fahim's sister, Ruby, went to check on him the following day, July 14th, around 3.30 p.m. in the afternoon. When she entered her brother's apartment, she found his torso on the floor with the electric saw still plugged into the wall. Um. Police were called immediately and later found Saleh's head and limbs in plastic bags dotted around the apartment. No, thank you. Exactly. Nope. No. A police official later said the killing looked like a professional hit job. Investigators believed that the killer's work of dismembering this body was interrupted when Ruby entered to look for her brother, and they believe the killer fled down the back stairwell just before police arrived. Fahim's dog, Layla, was found alive in the apartment. Oh, that's, that's, that's good, sad. I guess. That's I mean, it's good that she's alive, yeah. but I mean, dogs are not stupid. Even, mm. I don't know what kind of dog this was, but they're not stupid. No. They know that, like, someone just killed their owner. Yeah. So on July 17th, just a few days after his body is discovered, Tyrese Haspel was arrested for the murder of Fahim Saleh. In a shock to no one. Mm-hmm. He was later charged by a grand jury with first degree murder, second degree murder, second degree grand larceny, second degree burglary, concealment of a human corpse, and tampering with physical evidence. And he pleaded not guilty via a Skype hearing in October 2020. His next hearing was set for January 2021. It's not clear whether that happened or not. Um, If it did, there was no real news that came out of it. So his case is still ongoing. Sumit Rametra, a friend of Fahim's from college, commented that he remembers Fahim being incredibly kind. After he began making money from his ventures, he bought his parents a brand new house and a Tesla. 
And after he developed the prank dial app and made tons of money from it, he began to feel bad because the app was then used for internet harassment. So he vowed that his next project would add legitimate value to humanity. And that's why he targeted those rideshare apps in developing countries. Fahim Saleh's family said in a statement, The headlines talk about a crime we still cannot fathom. Fahim is more than what you're reading. He is so much more. His brilliant and innovative mind took everyone who was a part of his world on a journey, and he made sure to never leave anyone behind. Like I said, the case is ongoing, and Tyrese will likely be found guilty on most of those charges it's pretty clear he had motive uh, means and opportunity to do that he's seen on security footage buying the saw from home depot i mean how stupid can you be like i guess maybe he thought that like since it was covid like people wouldn't be looking so hard but and you know like he's wearing a mask but you used his credit card you took an uber like it's not that far from the Lower East Side to like a Home Depot. Like, just walk, bro. Like, take a bike. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a horrifying case. And just very scary that like a 21 year old can be compelled to attack someone so brutally and then dismember them, like, as the just knee jerk reaction to cleaning up what they've done over. I mean, $10,000 is probably a lot to Tyrese, but. You know, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't like um, Fahim was trying to ruin his life over it. Like he was willing to work with him. So I don't know. It's kind of kind of fucked up. So, yeah. What do you think? I, I also think it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He definitely spared this guy a lot of trouble with the law and just I mean, once you're in contact with the legal system, it's really hard to get uncontacted by the legal system right and by killing him he's just in it for i mean you know like why it why why do that right like no one's gonna figure it out of course they're gonna figure it out right it's so strange over over 10 grand yeah and he was gonna let you pay it back anyway yeah now of course uh tyrese's attorneys are like oh there's a whole other side of the story i just can't even see how there could be with this story, like I said, there's just so much evidence pointing to him. Like, even if he had, oh, a good reason, a different reason that we don't know about, it's like, it's still. What could the reason could there possibly be? That's be. what I mean. I mean, like, oh, if he stole the $10,000 to pay for his mom's cancer treatments. Like, okay, sure. But, like, you still didn't need to kill and dismember your boss. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if it was for his mom's cancer patients, it probably would have paid for it anyway. Right, exactly. Like it's he only seems like ten nice grand. Guy. Like Jesus. Yeah. So that is that horrible story. Uh, the main sources I used to research this case were from the New York Times. Um, there's two big articles on the case, and some other articles from CNN and other sources about Tyrese's trial going forward. So we will link those as always on our website, New York State of Crime Podcast. Com. And also, as always, you can see photos from this case. Um, don't worry, there's nothing gruesome. We'll just post a nice picture of Fahim in life. He's like, you know, looks like a real happy-go-lucky guy. And we will post those on our Instagram. Yes, that is New York State of Crime on, on Instagram. Instagram. If you need to reach us for any other reason, you can always DM us on Instagram. We'll get you there. Or you can send us an email if the character limit precludes you. 
<laughs> from DMing. And that email is New York State of Crime at gmail.com. And don't dismember people. Definitely don't dismember people, even after they let you pay back money instead of throwing you in jail. I just, I hate it. It's icky. It's, it's icky. It's very dehumanizing for the victim yeah. and their family. Like, just don't do it. No. And that's New York State of Crime. Well, this is a short one yeah. this time, huh? <laughs> I don't know. My research is just so succinct. Uh, yeah. There's not really a lot of, like, avenues here. I mean, it's solved pretty it's, much. It's solved, yeah. But, and it's know. just like, unfortunately, it's not nuanced at all. It's quite clear what happened. And I, I'm not sure how much backstory is going to make a difference. Yeah, exactly. With this. But, yeah. Yeah. This, so it sucks. It sucks. New York State of Crime. It's New Yep. <laughs> it, hey, you can't. Do it. You can't do it. I have to do it. Do it. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We are on a roll here, people. We're trying to keep up with our schedule, so we will see you next Monday. This is New York State of Crime. <laughs> <laughs>